Hi, and welcome back to Predator Minute. It's Tuesday, which is when we always reserve our most exciting content. And today, we are in Minute 22. Mm-hmm. And Minute 22 begins with a gentleman driving an axe into who knows what. We will never know the answer to that question. And it ends with Mac and Blaine, Blaine being ordered to the nest. I am Cliff from PredatorMinute.com. And I'm Aaron, also from PredatorMinute.com. Now, Cliff, oh. was it an axe? It was an axe, okay. but in order to answer this, we will go to our esteemed <laughs> panel of guests. This is a veritable cornucopia of experience. We have everything from bodybuilding and electricity to proper military etiquette and face painting techniques. We are joined by Shane... Not Doctor Doom, just Shane. Just Shane. Uh, we are joined by Lee. Also, not Doctor Doom, <laughs> just Lee. Go on, you have to introduce yourself just because this will be the only time you talk this episode. <laughs> and uh, Mark, uh, not Doctor Doom. He is actually Doctor Doom. That is your. That is the joy of being joined. I wish that that was actually Doctor Doom's voice. Ah. <laughs> Even better if he had like a Cockney accent, like full on, just like ah. talking in like weird rhyming yeah. slang. Anyway, we've gotten off subject. This is not Cockney rhyming slang moment, but it's it is Predator Minute. It is Predator Minute. Yes. So it, as I mentioned, it is uh, driving an axe. Uh, I just you, want to mention real quick. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, there is a difference between an axe and a log splitter. They're like two mm-hmm. different things, but they look the same. So. Oh, doesn't it have like a special name? Well, like, like a log has, splitter like, is like for like. Splitting one, then the axe, I believe, is like for felling trees. They're different, yeah. Yeah. But let's not split hairs or logs. (laughs) Just logs. These are logs. This guy. guy. So the minute begins with uh, obviously the continuation from last, where you see someone chopping. Where let's assume wood. I don't think we'll get any more confirmation on what's going on there. Right. So so Dutch has his head above a log. He does. And he looks at the guy with the axe or whatever it is. There's a truck. There right? is a truck. It's running, right? It's running, and there seems to be some sort of uh, contraption, a belt, okay. uh, running from a tireless uh, driver's side rear wheel to a tireless driver's side Perhaps front wheel. this is a uh, Gilligan's Island version of a washing machine. That's... No, I, I would assume it's driving a generator to drive electricity. Okay. Ah, we all have yeah, our yeah, theories. Like they would... <laughs> can, can I tell you what it's doing? Spoiler alert. Okay. Oh, should we save it? Should we save it? No. Save it. Let's save it. it. We'll save it. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah. This is one of the more exciting Sorry. moments is coming up. So, <laughs> I'd like to believe that it is one of those uh, old-timey weight loss things where ah, it even shakes you into yeah. weight loss. It certainly could yeah. be a washer dryer. I'm just... The amount of shaking. Uh, as Aaron was saying, he... think it'd be a hot point. <laughs> well, okay, so so we see the truck, then Dutch sees the machine gun nest. Mm-hmm, now, to his right. You mentioned in, in pre-show, there's something wrong with this machine gun nest. Well, it's not a machine gun nest for a start. Okay. Um, us Brits would call it a sentry position. Okay, um, all right. Mm-hmm. I think we can, as Americans, figure that out even with our tiny American well, brains. you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too sure. You do mess up our <laughs> language quite there a bit. There are two but... gentlemen in it, one of whom actually seems to be paying attention. The other one's wandering around. Yeah, he kind of like just walks off, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I, I was actually kind of hoping they'd linger on him so you see him fall off or, <laughs> yeah. or turn around even. Who knows? Who knows? He's got narcolepsy. Just... I mean, to be fair, he's been doing nothing, I assume, in the jungle this whole time. It must cool. be hard to maintain discipline, especially if you're, what, gorillas, right? They're not part of a proper military detachment. 
<laughs> I give credit to the other gentleman who's actually pointing his gun towards the jungle. Yes, he's actually doing a good job. And then the final group that he sees is uh, looks to be about seven to eight gentlemen sitting around a picnic table with an old-timey sort of Aztec Mayan pottery jug in between them, passing around a white sock, white sackcloth. Okay, well, I wonder what's in the white sackcloth. I wonder what's in the jug. Is this like some prison wine or something? It's probably Bud Light. The, the camera crew <laughs> brought it with them. And first first of all, uh, Bud Light is delicious, and so it probably is. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Bud Light. Please sponsor us. <laughs> There's no Coors Light. <laughs> well, never mind. We're on Coors now. <laughs> Uh, and then the final thing he sees is just one of those moments that's a movie. We're going to let it go because obviously this is not... Right. We don't need to be, It's building the plot. It's building the plot. We yeah. see a shirtless sort of Caucasian-looking gentleman uh, who actually is fairly fit. Gritting his teeth. Gritting his teeth. Uh, and he's on his knees. And a, another gentleman comes up, yells something incomprehensible. I thought it was Spanish, but I'm now leaning towards Russian. Uh, and then shoots him. Uh, point blank, side of head, blood sprays on some sandbags. And the acting by this actor who gets so you know supposedly shot in the head, uh, he seems to be like, ah, oh, this hurts the whole way <laughs> down. Um, I like it so. supposedly. Like, there's a small possibility they just shot him, and he still fucked up his acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing to do, dead guy. <laughs> Die convincingly, you fucked it. <laughs> So this, this seems to really hurt uh, Dutch's feelings. Mm-hmm. He turns around and he's got this kind of weird sneery... I don't know how to describe this expression. I realize this is... I don't want to pick on his acting because he's 200 pounds bigger than me. But, right. like, I, it's hard to tell his expression. He seems upset, but he's got almost a sneer. Like, one of his lips is up and the other one isn't. It could be that, oh, great, this is Afghanistan again. <laughs> and uh, Dylan just put us here. I, I, I have a feeling... He did look a bit mardy, didn't he? To be fair, it felt like about as hard of a sigh as you can do. It was like, (laughs) yeah, it's like telling the teenage kids to go tidy his room again. You know, like it was just like. If he, they'd just gotten here five minutes earlier, they hadn't dicked around with the vultures or. I personally think he sat on that twig that was sticking out of his butt. You know, uh, and it kind of yeah, right. hurt. It's camouflage. Or he's enjoying it. Not the American interpretation. Why everybody be clear on that? <laughs> on an so, American film. <laughs> so, uh, it, as I mentioned, it ends with uh, him starting to give some orders. He does that helicopter thing with his... Uh, and, and then they all kind of mm-hmm. slide and snake. Well, some of them slide yeah, and snake. That's debatable, isn't it? I mean... <laughs> One guy's got his butt stuck in the air. <laughs> yeah. Another guy, like, baby crawls over to him. Yeah. It's very sloppy, if you ask me. And yeah. they're all converging on this place next to a log where they're highly visible, right? Correct. Well, yeah, and, the, and then Dutch sits up with his head facing away from where he was just looking. None of them are looking at the target. Yeah. Away from the enemy. And the enemy doesn't see him. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of just bad... Uh, well, they're gorillas. Uh, yeah, they're okay. half-ass okay. mountain boys. Okay, they're half-ass mountain. I mean, this isn't Total Recall, guys. Let me let's not you know, hold it up <laughs> to that standard. Which the movie. new one with Colin Farrell? Or <laughs> whoa, whoa! I don't. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's not recognized. That, no, we're not. Uh, that's not canon. Why'd you hate uh, the Irish? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of cannons, uh, there was a question. There was a question last time about how many people are in the crew, which honestly we probably should have counted before, but we have a definitive answer. Yes, uh, it's seven. seven. Uh, the order of command seems to be Dutch as a major, Mac as his NCO, as a sergeant. I have no idea the rankings of Blaine, Billy, Poncho, Hawkins, or Hawkins Dylan. Hawkins is lieutenant, right? Whoa, that, that would put him sergeant. above Mac. 
Yeah, because well, Did he say lieutenant? Hawkins is a radio operator. That mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean he would be a but he, lieutenant. To but Dutch. he's also the director. Okay, so that's well. I mean, he he trumps everybody, including Schwarzenegger in that case. <laughs> Personally, I always feel like Mac was like the second highest range. Just he just seems like well, he's like one of those guys where it's like he has been there, done this, knows everything, and I feel like he's like the most trusted. Yeah, well, he's the sergeant, and uh, the military guys can probably answer this more definitively, but from what I've heard from my friends who are officers is generally, in this sort of situation, you'd lean on your NCOs more than you would worry about your, especially a field-grade officer like Dutch. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of armies do um, kind of, you know, like look towards the NCO cadre to get things done. Officers are mainly figureheads. They're there for leadership and training. Whereas at NCOs, we're there to like you know discipline the lads, make sure people are there on time, make sure the job gets done, um, round up the Toms, which is a, another British slang term for private soldier. comes from Tommy Atkins from the First World War. And that's very much a parachute regiment thing. So I believe, anyway, I may be wrong. Probably not. <laughs> There's no one to dispute you, so you might as well just spit all sorts of nonsense. <laughs> that's the beauty of this. Anyone that wants to write in, I can just censor their emails. I would encourage anyone to write in. Um, no, just remember your return addresses on, then I will find you. <laughs> okay, that came, came off kind of dark. We're That's gonna, all right. Whatever. We're gets not going to come after anybody. <laughs> so uh, that's how it ends. So obviously, the what we're seeing here is that you know uh, Dutch Schwarzenegger feels upset. They didn't get to the target on time. He feels probably. I'm assuming that he's failed his mission, and it's time to start getting down to brass tacks, which is why we see this final mission where he starts to give commands. Yeah. He's brought everyone down. His final words in this minute are Mac, Blaine, the nest, which we're assuming is that uh, sentries. Sentry position. Sentry yeah. position. Giving quick battle orders, basically, on the, on the spot. You might have been given a detailed set of orders beforehand, but now the situation has changed. So, hey, you two on this, you two on that. The rest of you follow me. Let's go. Yep. And then, and we'll, we'll see what happens in the next minute, but it looks like they're geared up well. And speaking of gear, uh, there was some talk in the green room this morning uh, before we got started uh, some of the stuff we missed yesterday, actually, some of the weaponry, uh, some of the sort of odd things that were noticed that uh, yeah. would probably be missed if we didn't have the expertise uh, that we have with us this week. Uh, actually, Shane first noticed that, was it, who has the shotgun? Billy. Billy seems to have a shotgun, so would that be common, is that actually something someone would carry in the military? Well, yeah, for door entries and stuff, um, but that would be more for like, you actually, you know, um, and Afghanistan, yeah, stuff, CQB. Yeah. Actually, more so, really taking the hinges off doors and the door lock. You know, blast the hinges, blast the door lock, kick it in, sledgehammer it. Um, I mean, when the average size of your team is six five two eighty, you probably <laughs> don't need worries about taking doors down. Oh yeah, I've seen some guys struggling in Afghanistan getting the you know kicking in doors and everything. So the size could be someone as big as Shane, or it could be somebody as small as Webby. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, everybody that's, struggles with doors. That's the that's, that's a children's what, book that I'm going to write. Everyone may, struggles with may, doors. Anybody doesn't know as Webby as the other Englishman with us. <laughs> right, we've only been using his first name. <laughs> he, he's speaking via telepathy. Yeah. So, um, and there were some other things. We uh, there was some other discussion of the weapons for those of you uh, that have been listening in. And uh, I also want to mention. Actually, I'm getting a little off subject, but. Uh, you know, not to peel back the curtain too much, but, you know, we record these things ahead of time. Obviously, we don't record them in the future. And so we've been looking at some of the listeners coming in. We're very proud to see that we have a lot of worldwide listeners. 
So some of you may be familiar with some of these terms, some of you not, some of you may be into some of this uh, military designation. So let's talk about some of these uh, weapons that they've got, because I honestly know nothing except that I assume that these are machine guns. Right, right. So, so we saw, I think someone's mentioned an M16, an M5. Am I just, why don't you go um, ahead? That's why we brought you on. The one that Arnie's using, uh, the rifle that he's using, it's the M16 with the M203 underslung grenade launcher. Fires 40 millimeter um, grenade rounds from it, obviously, and then the main rifle's 5.56 millimeter. Hey Lee, not to cut you up, but real quick, like how um, common would it be to have the grenade launcher equipped M16? Like, like how, like, would you see that commonly in combat? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so that's a common thing to see. Yeah, the used to Vietnam kind of era, maybe a little bit beforehand and a little bit after that. Which makes the, sense in this era. They used to have a, yeah, yeah, this is like end of the Cold War era, so it's probably still... Yeah, we're imagining this take place in late 80s, mid yeah. 80s. And the Afghanistan reference, previous minutes back, you mm -hmm. know, that that's all relevant. The Russians were in Afghanistan in the 80s. And, you know, um, both American and British special forces, they were over there supplying the Mujahideen and stuff. But okay, So, yeah, well, that weapon is quite right. Now, do you think, do you personally believe that is like a, it, is that a useful... Weapon or a, oh, a absolutely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, it, it's it's accurate, you know, for 100, 150 meters. Really? You know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. Nowadays, nowadays ammunition, it can fire. Um, we actually get training ammunition, which is like uh, same caliber, like the chalk, chalk rounds. Chalk it, rounds, yeah. Blue and what color is it? Blue and orange. Blue and orange. Yeah. Separate blue, separate orange, obviously for the training rounds. Um, oh, I was like a University of Florida thing. I remember. <laughs> I remember firing that out in the training ranges in Afghanistan prior to actually deploying forwards from that and thinking that that would be great to, to mark positions for the lads. You know, not everybody sees where the enemy's firing from. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I'll tell you what, if I, get, if I take a few of these with me, if I can try and find some somewhere, you know, sign them from the uh, stores or whoever, put a few of those rounds in and around the position, it'll stand out on the green, uh, the green leaves and trees. Um, in the green zone or if it's out in the more sandier desert area of Afghanistan especially where me and uh, me and Mark worked at Webby where we worked from um, that would contrast people would see it you know that's what I think uh, anyway I mean it's oh, not right. a necessarily a recognised tactic but some of the I think on the fly to do that wouldn't you also couldn't you also use like tracer rounds or something oh yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah you use tracer but um, a lot of engagements in Afghanistan were, were less than what, 50 yards mm -hmm. A right. Lot of the engagements, oh, so. and most of the engagements yeah. we see in this film are within ten to sixteen yeah, so feet. Tracer doesn't actually start lighting up until at least a hundred meters from the point of exit ah. of the barrel. All right. So in that kind of that close, so if you're yeah. shooting that close, you can see where the round's striking it, <laughs> kick up dirt and dust, or a bit of splinter trees or what have you. You know, you, you if you're firing that much ammunition, especially the way they fire on films, it's all automatic. You will see where the strike lands of, of the where. What I mean by the strike is the bullet hitting the ground or hitting the object. Now, so the rest of the squad seem to all have different types of weapons, right? Um, can you run through some of the guns that we've seen? I think you mentioned a M5. An MP5. It's a little 9mm submachine gun. Ah. And then, uh, is that normal? Because, uh, you know, in previous minutes... Uh, Aaron has some knowledge of weapons. I don't have much, but it, it just seemed curious to us. We were kind of almost being funded. Everyone seems to just be very loose, like just picking whatever weapon you want. Is that normal? I mean, these are a special operations unit, but it seems like everyone's got a different gun. 
quite possibly in the SF world, they might have different weapons, you know. But I, I've never been there, special forces, never pertain to be it. But I should imagine everybody will carry a common rifle, like an M4, um, M16 variant, some, something like that. Um, one, everybody, it's all the same standard ammunition. It all goes in the same magazines. So that if, if Shane's run out of ammo, for instance, hey, Lee, give me some ammo, I can throw two or three magazines to him. They can go straight in his rifle, you know, there's no sort of worry about, oh, well, you've got a 9mm, blah, blah, blah. Sense. Yeah, I've got 5.56, five, so... It's kind of, you know, for me personally, I think it's kind of bullshit that everybody's got a different weapon. Well, certainly, <laughs> certainly they'd there have 9mm handguns. Back in that day, they'd have the, uh, is it M92 Beretta, I believe? Yeah, yeah. 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 So they definitely have that. We'd had, we had the Brownings back home in England. Well, in the UK, rather. Um, but that was something we only used in Northern Ireland, really, because, uh, well, that's just how it was. We didn't get yeah. secondary weapons. We just had the, the SA-80 assault rifle. I mean, for jungle warfare, you want something that can penetrate through the jungle, pretty much. Correct, Nine yeah. millimeters not going to... Well, it has some it. damage, but I mean, 9 millimeters, um, a sure. CQB round, a close yeah. quarter battle round. So, like, you know, you're talking 15, 20 yards at the most. If, you, if you're trying to shoot beyond that... Right. I mean, it, don't get wrong, people can hit beyond 25 meters, 25 yards with, with 9 mil, but you've got to practice, practice, practice. And the average common soldier, these are SF guys, so it's kind of different. They're not that good as an average soldier with a pistol, with a rifle. Now, also what we'd carry as well was, would be machine guns. We'd have two variants. We'd have the GPMG, which I think Americans you call it the 240 Bravo. It's a light roll, 7.62 belt-fed machine gun. And then we also use the 5.56 millimeter, is it Minimi? Minimi or Saw. Uh, FM, oh, if you don't Saw. Yeah. The squad, the 249. So we call it, we just call it the Minimi. I'm not, I can't remember right. the well, exact designation in British terms. Well, you know, and I know that you're the expert, but you seem to have forgotten that uh, the gun that is most commonly carried is this helicopter rotary machine gun. Oh, the one that, yes, yes, the mini gun. Which I assume is just standard carry. I mean, why else would these guys not have ripped something off of the side of a machine gun and be carrying around with them in their packs? Are you referring to the Gatling gun that's commonly carried <laughs> yes, on the front of yes. a helicopter? Which, uh, but I'm sure a lot of future Bush governor of Minnesota. Carry that normally. Well, obviously, because we're seeing it here. And I will say that when I saw this movie when I was 10, I assumed that that's just how the military worked. It's amazing I didn't end up joining because I thought it was the coolest thing of all time. No, probably something like the Mini Me or the, uh, the, seven, the, the, the 7.62x51 version of it would be uh easier to carry around in a jungle and, yeah. and fire for that matter yeah the the <laughs> the, the bald-headed uh, black gentleman what I can't, is it mac yeah he carries the the m60 pig and what i did notice from watching the film as a kid as well and, and as a, an adult with my platoon and what have you he didn't have the bipod legs attached to it which is fucking strange because you need to put that the bipods down to yeah. to create proper sustained fire roll yeah even Are in you- the light roll which is you know not on a tripod mount Again, uh, Punisher always carries that without putting the tripod down, so that's that's basically. Oh, you yeah. can fire it like that. Don't well, get me wrong. Of course, Punisher does it. You're not going to be accurate, right? But Punisher's fine <laughs> yeah. with it. I mean, although it's an area weapon, as we designated back home, you still got to be in the general fucking area. You know, you can't just like and expect it to land. You know, on the fucking moon, you got to point it somewhere and have it somewhat. Punisher could hit someone on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck the Punisher. Whoa. Oh. Now what, what, would the, the, what would be the rate of fire on the on the seven sixty two by fifty one version of that? 
Like, what, around uh, 800,000 rounds a, a minute? Oh, yeah, it can fire at, like, the cyclic rate of it's, like, I think six to 800 rounds a minute. Okay. However, so well, except for your yeah, pocket. Yeah, but you book. wouldn't fire like that. You'd melt the barrel in the gas pot. So, right. And you your know. wallet with the way bullets cost. Oh, I know. oh yeah, I yeah. Know. yeah. It's fucking 60, insane. 60, 70 cents a bullet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, are we going to start calculating Sorry. the way of the ammunition and then ruin the whole movie, guys? Or let's do Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> roll 20 for critical hit. We have to figure out encumbrance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it? Like sem- uh, a belt of 200, 762 is probably what? 200, ki- uh, 200 kilograms. That's lies. About two kilograms. Guys, we're in America again. Just, uh, <laughs> about four pounds then. About four five pounds. pounds. <laughs> four, four or five pounds. Yeah, 2,000 kilograms. No, I think just, six just, yards. Just for comparison, the minigun fires, I think, at 3,000 rounds per minute or something like that. I think like it's up that. to 6,000 maybe. 6, it's ridiculous. So I heard some crazy thing that it produces like 270 pounds of thrust, but I'll, I'll like double check that for future episodes. <laughs> right. But... Uh, Either yeah. way, I think we can you all agree that the uh, the body could handle that thrust. I think we oh. can all agree on that. Oh, yeah. Jesse. I mean, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. He's a sexual tyrannosaur. <laughs> Just like me. He, already, he produces that anyway. Yeah. He needs that to keep him on the earth. Yes. Uh, and if you like remaining on the earth, then you should listen to Predator Minute, where we will be discussing what happens next. We've seen... Unless anyone else has any further notes from this minute? I think you just wrapped it up for us. I, All right. I just wanted to get the bamboo thing out of the way. And it's all, All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a good day. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. It's time for us to get over this big sort of disappointment of seeing what possibly could be the cabinet minister being executed. We don't know. But we will find out when Schwarzenegger gets his teams together continues we assume giving orders and maybe you should receive some orders as well by coming back tomorrow on predator minute <laughs>